I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, hey, Rush Nation, here we are. It's time for some matchups. Getting this in your ears nice and early before we hit the Thursday night football. Not that I think there's a load of decisions to be made in that game, but want to make sure you've got some data to think about that. And this will be dropping in two parts. So first of all, you've got the matchups from Thursday Night Football and the early games where there's actually less games in this uh, early slate than there are normally. Normally you get about eight or nine. It's just the five this week. Um, And then we'll have the later slate games uh, at Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football in uh, part two of this pod, which will be dropping tomorrow. So lots of lots of different things in terms of what's been going on with the site. Stream picks are up, waiver wire picks are up, um, start sits is also up, uh, Rob's uh, gap analysis is also up as well. There's lots of things going on there. So make sure you're utilizing all of those tools. Uh, again, as mentioned, our rankings will now be hosted on Patreon, although the top 12 of each position will be up on the site for everyone to view. Um, so just go check out the Patreon. Make sure that you subscribe to get those ranks. I'll be updating them three or four times before we get to uh, final uh, starts. And that's where you'll find all of my exclusive rankings that I submit to Fantasy Pros. So without further ado, let's go through the six games first. I'm going to talk about, we'll start with Thursday Night Football, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee favored to win this by two. So expected to be a reasonably close game. I think reasonably low scoring potentially as well. And 
for Indianapolis, there isn't isn't anyone I'm really holding my hat on that I desperately want to start. Trey Burton, uh, I think I've got him on the fringes of the tight end one conversation. I think I've got him at 14 tight end right now. Um, the Colts D, I'll definitely start. Other than that, I'm not really desperate. Don't want any of the wide receivers. Don't want Rivers. And the running back situation, as I put the start sit column, is, is very muddy. Um, so much so, I've got all of these running backs within about 10 spots of each other. And I've got Taylor and Wilkins as the RB3s, as RB3s this week. And Hines is a fringe RB3, RB4 play. So I'm not desperate to start any of them. And really what it is, is a case of Taylor dropped the football, didn't get the ball anymore. Wilkins looked good. Hines has looked good. And it's just, it's just really muddled the water. So for me, if you've got uh, Trey Burton, I think you can start him unless you've got a better option. Uh, Colts D you're starting other than that I'm really not sure on anybody else to be fair I don't have any of the wide receivers in the top 50 wide receivers as it stands right now Tennessee again very similar situation don't want to start Tannehill this week this is a very good very good defense so there really isn't a lot I really want to start in this game I'm definitely starting Derek Henry think he's a running back one option this week and also uh, AJ Brown I've got him as a really safe uh, wide receiver two this week I'm fading Johnny Smith I have him down as a mid to late tight end two um so he's not someone i would want to be starting this week given the fact that the colts have yet to give up a touchdown and they're really only giving up about 32 yards a game to touch uh, to tight ends so that trend has stuck up against some very very good tight ends and i'm not disputing the talent of johnny smith but the colts just have a very well organized d that is going to keep them in the in the playoff talk and conversation for as long as possible. So really Thursday night football, the the only players I'm really smashing to play here are Henry everywhere, and, and maybe Trey Burton and the Colts D anyone else. I'm like, no, I'm not really interested unless desperate moving on to Sunday, uh, one o'clock slash six o'clock games, Washington at Detroit, Detroit favored by three and a half um, here for Washington. Uh, I think Gibson is on the fringes of the running back one conversation. I think I've got him at 12 currently think he's a, in a great position here to take advantage of a Lions D that cannot stop the run. And I think J.D. McKissick, as I talked about in the waiver wire pod, in, especially in PPR formats, I think he is somebody that could be easily a running back too. I've got him at roundabout running back 28 in half point PPR. So that gives you an example of whereabouts he can be. So easily a running back two option in PPR, fringe RB2, RB3 in in half point PPR you probably don't need to play him in standard uh, Terry McLaurin uh, I've got on the fringes of that uh, wide receiver one wide receiver two conversation I've actually got him I think inside the two um, I just think there's other options this week but definitely you've, you've got to start Terry McLaurin if you own him and Logan Thomas I don't think this is the best matchup for him for a tight end um, but he is one of those guys who could just gamble and get in the end zone so uh, if you're looking for desperation tight end starters he's definitely one given the volume of uh, passes he gets uh, he's someone that could get in the end zone this week for Detroit I'm not playing Stafford against this this defense is pretty good uh, for me uh, the only three players I'm considering is is Swift who's a, a safe running back two this week um, Hawkinson who I think is a smash play at tight ends uh, the Washington defense whilst good isn't great against tight ends and think that Hawkinson could put up a very good week. And potentially Danny Amendola, who I put in the waiver wire column, I think he is someone who could potentially return wide receiver three numbers. I wouldn't be playing Marvin Jones. I wouldn't be playing many others. But I think the work between the 20s uh, and getting the ball, getting Detroit to move to six could go through Danny Amendola. So that's you know something to consider. Next game, Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland favored by three here. 
for Houston, it's pretty simple. You've got Watson. He's easily a QB1 as he is most weeks. We don't know about David Johnson. He's not guaranteed to play. Right now, I've got him in. I think he might just squeak it, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor, um, but at the moment, I've got him in the running back two. Safe trench of the running back two. If it's Duke Johnson, I will move him into the, the running back two conversation as well, but I'm actually probably putting him lower than where I would put David Johnson. As for the wide receivers, I think you can start Cooks and Fuller this week. I think they're both wide receiver one options. Cook has Cooks has really embedded well in this offense. Last four games, as I put in the starts and six column, you know, he's really, really blown up and uh, Will Fuller has got something to prove despite not getting his trade so I think both of them are candidates for wide receiver one numbers this week Cleveland it's very very thin for me Chubb he's a running back one Hunt is on the fringes of that conversation I think he's probably a high running back two but wouldn't surprise me if he got to low end RB1 and Austin Hooper I think is a tight end one this week as well outside of that I don't want the wide receivers I don't want Baker just don't think this is um, a huge smash play for, for those Baker is a desperation, I understand, but yeah, I think there's better options out there. Um, Jacksonville at Green Bay. Green Bay favoured to win this by 13. Massive line here. Jacksonville, they spend about one minute on them. Really simple. I think James Robinson is a smash play this week. Green Bay cannot stop the run. They cannot stop the run. One of the worst defences there are in fantasy football at stopping running back. Uh, fantasy uh, fantasy running backs. There we go. We get that one out. So as a result, I think for me, I'm really, really more intrigued about smashing. I think he's a top three, top four running back option this week. I really think he's going to have a big week. The only other option I'm starting is, is DJ Chark. Uh, I think he's a solid wide receiver too. I'm a bit worried about Jake Luton and what he might do with Chanel um, and Keelan Cole. Fine to start them if desperate. They're sort of fringe RB4 make you know could see a path to top 36 there but not for me this week so I think uh, that that's where I would stand with with them as for Green Bay you know they're a very narrow fantasy team and that's how we like them Rogers QB1 this week easily Aaron Jones is an RB1 he'd be getting a lot of work on this ground um, and definitely being highly efficient. Devontae Adams is a wide receiver one. He's going to be probably the top one, top two wide receivers this week. Robert Tonya got as a tight end one. Jamal Williams could be a factor in this. He could get some of the workload, but you know, again, he's a desperation player best. Those four names, I think, are all going to be very high in their respective position. Philadelphia at the Giants. Philadelphia favored by three. Again, pretty narrow team here as well. I think Wentz is going to have a QB1 week this week and bounce back. I think Sanders is easily a, a solid RB1 option this week for the same reasons. For the wide receiver core, Travis Fulgram, he's been coming leaps and bounds in recent weeks. Uh, by last week, so all these guys are, are pretty rested. I feel comfortable putting him in that fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. Um, I think he'll put up a pretty safe amount of points for you there. Dallas Goddard, I think, returns top six tight end numbers this week. So he's a definite start. Moving on to the Giants, and really, again, this is quite a narrow team. There's not a lot of players here that you uh, are desperate for. Waiting on the status of uh, Devonta Freeman right now. At the moment, I would say it's probably likely he won't go, but you just never know for sure. So as a moment, I've got Wayne Gorman as a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 in that sort of range. And so he's... To be honest, you know, against Philly, their run defense isn't too bad. Don't expect too much volume. They haven't run the ball particularly well this season, the Giants. As for wide receivers, I've got Slate and the nudge above 
uh, Sterling Shepard. So I've got uh, Slayton as a low end wide receiver two on the fringe of the wide receiver two, wide receiver three conversation. Shepard just below him, but in the wide receiver three uh, conversation, maybe with that wide receiver two upside. Um, no Golden Tate. I don't think this week there seems to be some disciplinary problems there as well. And I've got uh, Evan Ingram on the fringes of the tight end one conversation. So he's someone I have just inside the top 12 tight ends right now. Last game to talk about in this particular podcast. Uh, Tampa Bay with four and a half points favorites at Carolina. There's quite a few players you can talk about and consider starting for, for Tampa Bay. I, I've got seven here I'm going to go through. Um, I think Brady is a QB1 this week. I think he will rebound from the nightmare that was last week. He tends to rebound pretty well when he's had a uh, a fairly big loss. Um, we've already seen it this season, uh, week one, when he lost to the Saints. And then also uh, when he lost to Chicago, he then went on a, on a bit of a rampage after that. So I expect Brady to bounce back this week. Now you've got the muddled backfield. I have Fournette as the higher of the two. Um, over Ronald Jones. I think both are, are running back twos, definitely, but I think Fournette is the one I would start over him if you own both. I think Fournette is right in the middle of the RB2 conversation. I think Jones is more on the lower end of the RB2 conversation, but both are definitely startable this week as they look to establish the run because they could not do that last week at all. And this ponders the question of what we do with wide receivers. So Godwin is my choice of the three. He is a solid wide receiver two right now. You've got Mike Evans, who's on the fringes of the wide receiver two, wide receiver three conversation. And then you've got uh, Antonio Brown. Now, for me, I think he's more in the wide receiver four conversation. So he's not someone I'm really looking to start. But if you are really desperate, I do think he could bring wide receiver three upside. But I don't think he's going more than that. Um, I'd be surprised if he finished in the top 40 this week. Personally, I have him outside the top 40 wide receivers, but this is Antonio Brown and you just never know what might happen. But I just think he hasn't had enough time with the playbook and all the players to fully have picked everything up yet. The last player to talk about is Rob Gronkowski. I think Gronk is a solid tight end option this week. I think I've got him at like tight end three overall, tight end four overall. I think that's the sort of range. I think he returns this week. I think it's going to be a really good matchup for him. Moving on to Carolina and just really getting the news now that it doesn't look likely that Christian McCaffrey is going to play this week. Um, So that means Mike Davis is on the fringes of the uh, running back one conversation. I think he'll get that just from the work he'll get on uh, in the receiving game. I don't think he gets a ton on the actual ground itself, but as we saw with Carolina last week, they were, they weren't afraid to take risks on fourth down and, and take the game to the Chiefs, and it nearly paid off for them. And I think a lot of that will go through um, Mike Davis for sure. Um, So we're not expecting CMC to play this week. Then you've got the wide receivers. So for me, uh, Anderson is the one I like the most because of that deep threat. I think he can take advantage of the corners on one or two plays if he makes them. So for me, I've got him trenched in the middle of the wide receiver two conversation. I've got DJ Moore on the low end of the wide receiver two conversation, but definitely think he, he... can easily finish there and then I've got Curtis Samuel was a a wide receiver three this week I don't expect him unless he pulls off those gadget plays to be as much of a factor and an influence as possible I don't really like the options of Teddy Bridgewater this week I think there are better options but he does have a safe floor and if you're looking to just put somebody in to cover bye weeks I'm sure he'll do that but there are others I would prefer for sure 
And Ian Thomas has done nothing. He's done nothing as a tight end this season, so he's not someone I'm interested in or the tight end position in Carolina at all. That will do it for this pod. Tune in tomorrow. There'll be another pod. We'll cover the remaining games of, of this week. Uh, any questions, do always fire them over. But until next time, Rush Nation, keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.